Okay, now I think I'm good. <laughs> new PC, guys. Just trying to figure out all the little kinks. How's your right. new PC going? How's the uh, been using it for a couple weeks now? Yep, I mainly use it now. The only reason why I fire up the old one is to do some Plex maintenance. And then I have one save file of a game on there that I still have to finish. Caesar, what the fuck are you doing? Get, get, your, get your claws off my chair. Welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode 392. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. I got Adrian Petty with me today. Hi. A uh, bit a bit, eh? I think. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's been almost, actually a little over... A month? Uh, probably... 35 years. Caesar, so it's been uh, 35 years. I see my cat's scratching me. Um, It has been... Oh, uh, yeah, probably about a month. Uh, We also got Matt Lawrence. I am here. Yes. How you, how you doing? I'm doing all right. My hands are cold for some reason, though. Why are your hands cold? I don't know. It's it's like a heat wave and my hands are cold. Uh, so today's show is basically going to be a recap uh, and our impressions of the Summer Game Fest, um, which had their conference. What was that? Uh, Thursday? Yes. Last Thursday, so. yeah. Uh, Adriano, did you get a ch- chance to watch any of the trailers i started to watch the calypso protocol one yesterday in bed i remember i put it on and then i next thing i remember is waking up this morning to an alarm clock so i saw about (laughs) 10 seconds of it and that's about it i meant to actually um i meant to actually watch everything after work today before coming on here but i didn't get a chance to so you guys get to fill me in so you might just be kind of sitting back adriano giving some i don't know maybe some color commentary on yeah our retelling of the summer game fest yeah <laughs> uh, other than that uh we also have just a small story uh xbox cloud gaming is coming to samsung smart tvs and that actually kind of got matt looking at new tvs well it was also announced during summer game fest as well because you and i watched it together ryan and uh it was was it like actually was that like the world premiere of that announcement or was that already known or what was what's the sitch with that it was a world it premiere was... for me no, because I had sent the article, I think, either right earlier before. that day or the day before or sometime before the conference. Okay. Or, no, it's not even really a conference. Was it presentation showing? I'd call it a conference. It was like pretty close. Like it'd be like no one, like, no one was conferencing, though. Sure. But it's like a conference presentation at the very least. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get into what we're playing. Adriano. Uh, you kind of hinted at it. What uh, what have you been playing? Um, so I have not played much in the month that <laughs> that I have been away. I have played some Mario Kart 64 on emulator on Wii U. So you guys would be proud playing the latest <laughs> and the greatest. <laughs> I have jumped on to some Overwatch with you and Marty to do... Um, remix volume two we haven't been hitting that as hard as usual though yeah uh i think it's just a combination of things just like i've been my summer schedule is really piling up i've just kind of got events and then 
Marty now has a new job where it's yeah. occupying a lot of his nights. I just noticed that our PSN party, like my PSN notification for party starting up, is not happening as often as it used to i think well it does but it happens after you've already gone to bed you go yeah after you've gone to bed i see like wes has started a party i'm just like oh there's either golfing or fishing going on and that's probably what he's we're kind of starting around like 11 or 12 nowadays yeah and that's when i sign off um <laughs> yeah um so i did some of that with you guys you me tim and aaron did some civilization that was pretty good. That yeah, was good that was run. fun. Yeah, that was a that was a good chunk of a Saturday afternoon. That was uh, fun. Um, I uh, did some Vampire Survivors on this brand new 3080 <laughs> Ti. <laughs> you know, I'm really kind of working this thing in with uh, some Vampire Survivors. You know, have you checked I've... the frame rate on that? No, I should though. Or just um, do they cap it though? Maybe they cap it. Uh maybe it is still early access so i don't know Mm -hmm. what it is but and then as i mentioned i think before we started recording i have a dead space 3 save file i haven't touched the game in months but i decided to go back and just try to push through to the end of the game because i just kind of want to get my old pc stored away um so that is on my old 1070 ti so i've just been kind of pushing my way through that and um yeah it, uh that's pretty much it nice. what about uh, you matt what um i haven't been up to too too much uh a lot of multiplayer stuff kind of like normal the new Fortnite season is interesting that's kind of been the bulk of the week i think uh it has like this weird reality tree or something you can plant reality saplings and then they gain loot like they grow loot uh, I noticed that some people's have like little loot pa- like pockets on them and some of them are purple, some of them are blue, I think, and some of them are legendary or the gold uh, color weapons and, and equipment and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not really sure how that happens, whether it's how much they've played since they planted it or if it's random and other people's games because you just see other people's random saplings around. So I'm not entirely sure how that how all that works. Um, the map changes are interesting. They I noticed last night, though, that they're not as much as I thought I was I thought, oh, man, this is, you know, a huge map change. And it is to the bottom, say, left bottom left of the areas like the southwest, I guess, side. (laughs) Greasy has been kind of torn, torn apart by almost like terraforming in a way. And there's like a huge sort of purple and really bright forest with those reality trees and stuff like that everywhere. But in other than that, uh, you know, it hasn't been too much. I guess the two major places that have really been affected have been Greasy and the greasy grove and the mountain whatever that was it was sort of like a secret base type of thing and now it's that but it's been taken over by some sort of roller coaster and and other colorful things there so uh it's interesting um i I don't mind it for for sure i'm glad that i can still kind of use some of my map knowledge which is nice Uh, i always worry about that with new maps it sort of like takes me a while to get used to what's going on and then if the whole map changes or if there's like drastic change that I have no idea what the heck is going on. Um, so I like, I, I don't mind the gradual changes, uh, which is nice. Um, the, uh, the new weapons are pretty cool. Uh, I think you, you were getting into the DMR Ryan. Uh, that was pretty oh, cool. Yeah, that was awesome. The DMR was awesome. Uh, and I can't remember, there must be, there's another weapon. 
of some, some of some sort. But anyway, um, assault, a new assault uh, assault rifle. That's it. Yeah, the hammer assault weapon. That one's kind of cool. I haven't quite zeroed in where I want to use it. I, one of the things I, I've learned in Fortnite, especially for my playstyle, is I have to really dial in exactly what range I need to use certain weapons at. Obviously, SMGs are for, let's say, like mid to close. And, you know, ARs are better at like, let's say, you know, medium to long. And then snipers are for far, like far distance. But like for me, I need to zero it in even more because when someone gets to a certain range, I need to know what weapon to switch to. And so I'm not quite there with the DMR because I feel like I'm trying to snipe them really far. And that's not like what that's not what. I'm good at with the DMR. Like, I'm not good at aiming the DMR that far away. Um, I'm better with the heavy sniper at a really, really far distance. And then the hammer, I've used it a couple times effectively, but I find myself just swapping to something I'm more familiar with because I just haven't quite figured out how to zero in, like, kind of the min-maxing damage for my playstyle. So I'm kind of working on that. Uh, but other than Fortnite, um, I did uh, a mm-hmm. little bit of... Uh, of uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, I'm still tweaking the controls. The controls, specifically the look controls, are really frustrating. Um, I wish it was just, you know, as good as as an esports game. Let's say just for looking around, uh, the acceleration, deceleration, and and sensitivity combo in in the settings is nice to have. Like I like that I can, you know, sort of zero in on what I'd like. But I don't like that I'm still fiddling with the controls. They just it still feels really floaty or it just doesn't feel very good, uh, which is really unfortunate, especially with this game being a shooter. Uh, even though I'm like shooting spells or using a bow in my case occasionally, um, it's just a little bit bizarre that way. Uh, but uh, the game's really cool. It's, uh, you know, has some pretty freaky moments. Uh, I'm starting to get into the exploration. I'm starting to climb up buildings and stuff like that and gathering spirits and stuff, which is a mechanic in the game. So that, that that's pretty cool. Uh, but other than that, um, I think I think that might have been it. Oh, uh, I guess we've been doing a little bit of Tekken. Marty and I did a few rounds of Tekken for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, Tekken Seven. Um, he kicked my ass the first night. It was it was crazy. And then we we didn't know how to set up the lobby correctly, or at least I didn't. So we had some random guy join, and he kept like like texting us in the text chat like oh he kept saying like easy peasy and easy this and that and he left and we're like what the hell like while we were fighting someone was in the lobby that's weird but they left he showed back up next time we were in the lobby and he's like hey like you know free l's or something so i was like okay let's play this guy and he like he didn't completely kick our ass but he definitely beat us up really good um he's been playing tech for a long time all our all the ratings for each of your profiles show up in the loading screen and he was like well well beyond us um but no we had a couple good nights of that um i beat marty in in like um, the amount of wins the second night marty beat me the first night and then we did a little bit of injustice too not too much this week uh and then other than that i guess just golf uh pga tour 2k21 uh wes and i uh, squeaked out a win last night on four ball i think it's called uh it's the mode where there's four players and you just play your set like you just you just each each player individually plays but you're on teams and um like let's say like you guys get it get it in at five at five strokes and i get it in at four then i win the hole so our team gets one up goes up one um and then same for up and down type of thing that that, that type of uh, mechanic and uh, so we we squeaked out a win with uh we got one high uh like one above somebody they almost got a hole in one it was crazy they they shot it and it actually rimmed the hole like it almost went in the hole and it, like got got diverted by the the hole itself which was like stupidly close but that was a lot of fun um and then i mean i i guess this isn't really gaming news but i went actual 
actual golfing because of PGA Tour um, <laughs> for the first time in, God, since I was maybe 12. Just went to the driving range, actually, with Wes, and it was really fun. Um, I got burnt pretty bad, sunburned pretty bad, and my legs are still a little sore, but uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I'll probably head back out there. And that's been that's been my week. Nice. Uh, as for myself, uh, Fortnite, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, I've been hitting the Diablo Immortal, Immortal pretty hard. How is that, Ryan? I have been greatly enjoying it. I understand there's like some issues with the uh, microtransactions. And I saw you had an article in here, I think. What was it? Yeah. Uh, a streamer spends nearly $4,000 on Diablo Immortal and doesn't get any five-star legendary gems. Um. So I understand that is part of this whole thing, but I'm not playing this game to make the most amazing character ever or even to get it, you know, maxed out or whatever. So I'm just enjoying killing a bunch of demons. Um, <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I've always liked about Diablo is just the actual gameplay and not not trying to make the best character I can. So I, I have been having a good time with it. How it How is, is that Horizon? Well, I was going to say, like, how is that Horizon like progressing? You just <laughs> kind of brush through that. That's a big game, isn't it? It is, but uh, so I was having trouble kind of getting back into it, and it's just like the those early stages. Uh, but I, I kind of just I had to force myself to sit down and put some decent time into it and get further into the story. And now I'm I'm like more engaged with it. So that's okay. Cool. It was just like a hill I needed to get over with it. I think. Plus, I had I had I had already played the intro, and you know, it's 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 kind of redundant. You know, when you're playing it the second time, and you just don't have the desire to go back and see the same thing you already saw. So once I got kind of past that, you know, it's been good. How do you know how long approximately the game is? Like, have you looked up the how long to beat or anything? No, but the map is rather large. And so I think it's going to be a big old game. I can look it up really quickly, uh, quickly here, though. I'm, I don't know about you, Ryan, but I'm definitely starting to experience the fatigue that other people have had where the games, not necessarily their length, like if, but like their length in terms of how long it takes to beat, but their size, like in terms of the map size, is mm-hmm. really starting to weigh on me. Because I feel as though when these maps are this large, like when there's like when they're very gargantuan maps, I feel as though I'm supposed to be there for a very long time and I'm supposed to be really absorbing everything. When sometimes <laughs> I'm just there to sort of experience the story and move on. And yeah, it feels it makes, really weird. It makes you tired before you even started. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing that Ghostwire Tokyo has going forward is that it is an open world, uh, but it doesn't appear to be, at least so far, not very big. It's not Mm -hmm. this absolutely massive map. It's very much like almost like I don't know if it's Yakuza size, but it feels like the Yakuza size where it's free roam ish, but it's not, you know, I'm not like flying to other countries or anything. It's nothing that dramatic. Uh, Apparently it's 20 hours for the main story, but there's a ton of side quests and, and there's also like if you want to upgrade your gear, you need certain items. So you have to go find those items, um, particularly by killing some of the the different the machines, right? Mm. So uh, it's probably a lot longer uh, than 20 hours. Damn. Just playing it normally even. Uh, but yeah, the other thing I did want to mention, uh, this is just me being an Apple fanboy, is at the WWDC, which is their Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference they have every year, um, where they show off the new versions of all their software. Uh, they did focus on gaming this year. Uh, now they've shown gaming in the in the past. Even Epic's been on their stage, which they're now kind of fighting with. But um, so they they actually showed off. Um, they announced two two games coming to Mac. One was uh, No Man's Sky, and the other one was uh, uh, 
Resident Evil Village, which is a fairly recent title. You know, most most Mac games they're usually kind of older games, so um, that's that's pretty good. And they built it up. Uh, they built the game using um, App- Apple's own like gaming structure, which is called uh, Metal, and uh, it's built to work on Apple Silicon. And according to the developer, they brought out from who makes who makes Resident Evil, Adriano? Capcom. Capcom. Um, he was saying, like on an M1 chip, which is like their, their baseline chip, you can run it at 1080. And then when you're running it on a uh, higher end M1, like uh, Pro or Max, he said you can get it up to 4K. So that's pretty impressive for a uh, for a Mac computer playing gaming. So they're playing a, they're, they're actually fudging around with it to for Mac specifically. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which has always been the struggle, right? Because most people just do it like a crappy port. Yeah. And then get a few dollars out of the few Mac gamers that are out there. Yeah. Um, but if they actually build it for the hardware, uh, it, I think it can run pretty well. Uh, is it particularly going to, with Apple like, Silicon. Is it going to take off though? It, like, is are these sort of outlier cases, or are these because you you just said you get a you get a port done for the few Apple mm-hmm. gamers? You know, is it still just a few Apple gamers? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh well, all right. I'm I'm just hoping that this um. Because uh, gaming is so popular on mobile with iOS, right? Now that 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 iOS is running on the same architecture as what macOS is running on, and they're all accessing the same ARM-based chips, it's not that big of a leap anymore for these developers who are making mobile experiences to also bring those onto the Mac, or to even like you know, they can get more power out of the, their their AAA games by by putting them on a Mac. A lot of the times we ran into issues with the, the hardware not being good enough, right? Right. So I, I'm just hoping this is this is a positive uh, step. Apple has already added the um, Xbox and PlayStation controller support. They're also adding uh, uh, Nintendo Joy-Con support, which is kind of shocking. Because does even does Windows allow that? Would you are you able to do that with the uh, just like a Bluetooth connection? Uh, I think so. I never really thought of it more than likely. Yeah, I so mean, that's pretty crazy. I remember when I remember when controller sports started becoming more mainstream, there was already uh, it was like it was more or less for Xbox controllers, but there was already an app that let you connect like it almost like the app like translated the PlayStation controller to to Windows or to uh, to to the Microsoft controller to the Xbox controller. Uh, I think it was the Xbox 1, I guess, controller at the time. So, I mean, more than likely and they also added um, a steering wheel uh, controller support. I don't know what the official name of those are called, but um, so I'm hoping this is a new frontier that Apple might want to get onto because it does seem crazy. Apple likes sticking their fingers into every place that makes money, right? And so it's like when gaming is so large, it's like why wouldn't they want to get into that market somehow? No time so, to buy EA. Got my fingers crossed. That would be crazy if they did. Yeah, it does kind of make like. If there was one company where Apple said, hey, we're going to buy somebody, it's like EA would be the first one that I would think of. And I think they would have to do that if they really wanted to jump in because trying to make partnerships and deals with, with companies to bring their games to Mac seems like a harder task than just <laughs> buying the company and then saying, mm-hmm. you now make games for Mac. You know, you're part of the Apple family, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. FIFA exclusively on iPad. Oh, not FIFA. Football club or football whatever they call club. it. Yeah, I think it's called football club now. They couldn't make a better name. Uh, Don't ask me. 
I suppose they are football clubs, though, right? That's what you call them. They're not. <laughs> yeah, any, anything with FC is just football club. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, that's it. Uh, let's hop into the stories for the week. Um, just want to go over really quickly before we get into Summer Games Fest. Um, Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to Samsung Smart TVs this month. This is from IGN. Uh, the service is practically identical to the way Xbox Cloud Gaming currently works on uh, smartphones and browsers. You open the app and you're greeted with a familiar home screen of recently played games, along with categories for recently added, most popular and other discovery uh, feeds, all of which are navigable via a paired Bluetooth controller. Uh, and then from the screen, you simply click into the game to view its product page and start playing. Uh, Matt, this actually interested you. I just wanted to know kind of kind of where you why that why that is. Well, I'm interested in in streaming because I do I do like to game in short bursts sometimes. Like it'll be something like I'll let's say I hop online with you guys. We play Fortnite, and then you know, let's say I'd normally play a, a like a quick eighteen and PGA Tour. But then let's say that doesn't happen. Like watch this online. Eighteen. That's what we, that's what we call it. Fuck yeah! And, and usually becomes a quick thirty six pretty quickly. Oh god. Um, but uh, yeah, we just do, go to do a quick eighteen. But let's just say like Wes and Marty aren't on, and I don't end up doing that. Um, I don't really want to like. I know this sounds ridiculous, but I don't want to like boot up an Xbox and everything again. Like it just feels like I'm booting something up, you know, and getting prepared mm-hmm. to do something for a while. So I will use like Xbox game streaming sometimes just on my phone with my Razer Kishi or whatever, just to quickly do maybe half an hour or something. And so to have it really just baked into the TV would be super nice. Um, this goes along with the same thing I did this this year where I had so many consoles just either hooked up or their cables still there. And I had them sort of like tucked away but they were still like you know easily you know i could grab the hdmi for my 360 which was just like hanging there and i could plug it in and when the xbox uh series and the playstation 5 released i was like no i'm getting like i'm just decommissioning my playstation 4 i'm decommissioning the playstation 3 the 360 the, the wii u like it's getting it's, like i'm getting rid of this like this is ridiculous decommission so, it all and so i like de- well, i did i decommissioned <laughs> it all took all the the cables out and it cleaned up a lot of stuff and then you know with like it'd be now I have a, a Google TV unit instead of a Google, just a Chromecast. Um, but this sounds like it might be even better. Now, one thing that does suck is that I thought Xbox uh, cloud gaming was going to come to the Google TV slash Android TV. However, it sounds like from what I read on the site that this uh, this platform. So Xbox cloud gaming on the Samsung smart TV, I guess it's called the gaming hub, Samsung gaming hub. Um, I think it's exclusive on there. don't know for how long or whatever. Um, and you could probably still sideload it, which you can do right now on a Google TV. But I'm just thinking that, um, you know, this maybe this this might even replace my Google TV because uh, we had looked at a Ryan, you and I were like kind of just browsing TVs briefly. And like I found one that has all the voice assistants that I could want other than Siri, which I don't want anyway. Uh, it You know, it has the ability to be Bluetooth. It's under 2000, like well under 2000. All the ports are HDMI 2.0 or 2.1, uh, which is what I wanted. And, you know, it's not like I was going to get Samsung the frame, but I think you're right, Ryan, is that's more of like a, for a designer, almost like for an interior designer, if they're trying to design a room, whereas like, I, I want more of just like a, a TV that's good with games type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it's something that I'm going to definitely look at on black Friday more than likely. Um, and then, cause I want to see this thing, this thing's supposed to start rolling out in June. So, uh, rolling out in June on 2022, Samsung TVs and my, my TV's very old, like probably 11, 12 years old now. So I'm thinking I'll see this, see this launch, see how it reviews, see how people like it. You know, if it's good, if it's bad, whatever, and then maybe I'll pick up a TV on black Friday for a few hundred off, hopefully. 
and um, we'll see how that goes. So that that's that's where I'm at with with that. Um, I will say this though, and and this kind of goes along with what Tim and I had talked about a couple of weeks ago on the show, where this is even more. This even more solidifies. The, the idea that game devs and whatever the gaming industry, I suppose are treating game streaming. Like it's perfect. Like it's already <laughs> a completed thing. Like not, not that it's perfect, but like it's as mature as a console. And I would say it isn't because you not only need f- like pretty decent speeds, let's just say like good speeds and reliable speed, but you need good home networking. And it's to the point where even when Outriders launched, which I believe may have been about a year ago, uh, for whatever reason, I could game stream because uh, I was testing. I think I was testing a controller. I was I like Bluetooth a controller for the first time on my phone and I could play Wreckfest and I could play Forza, but I couldn't play Outriders. And like and I mean, can't play as in not due to latency, due to the game being all pixelated and I couldn't I couldn't friggin see. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if. Now it's not really a problem. If I go boot it up on there and it doesn't work, I'm like, whatever. And I just go to my Series X and I just boot up Outriders. It's not a big deal. But this does, again, point to the fact that it's like, why are we treating game streaming like it's like it feels very Gen 1, maybe Gen 2. It's getting way better. You know, don't get me wrong. But I just like even for me where I have fiber Internet, I have a good router. Everything's wired in that it that can be. Uh, and I'm close to the router with wireless of whenever I can, and I have five gigahertz and this and that, and I know how to manage my home network. It's like, and it's still not quite perfect, but yet we throw this out and we're like, like we're releasing this product out in the world. It's like, how many people are going to say, oh, I don't need an Xbox. I'll just buy a new TV. Then I have a new TV plus all the games that Stadia and GeForce now, because those are also on there and uh, cloud gaming, Xbox cloud gaming offer only to have them realize like, oh, like my internet's crap and I can't do it. Well, I'm curious if they're aiming it more at the casual, either your casual experience or casual gamers in general. I think that's what they're doing. So, the, like, like I think we 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 probably notice, you know, the um, uh, the delay in, in responsiveness. Uh, but I don't I don't know if a casual player would. I think Tim and I did mention that as well. Is like. Like to me, it's like the latency, depending on what game, because some some games don't have that bad of latency, um, especially when they're on a Series X. For whatever reason, latency is like nothing, even using a wireless controller. But, you know, maybe it's because we aren't used to it. And if like because they started with no latency or, or they started with this latency, with the streaming latency. Mm-hmm. But I would also argue as well, and maybe this is less less like happening less and less now. The Internet's just all over the place. But we know people like. There's people today like that have crappy internet, you know, um, Ryan, you just recently got upgraded internet and it's still not necess- like necessarily up to say modern par, like you can't stream games. Um, if someone's a casual gamer, I mean, what else would they be using their network for? And the reason why I say that is because are they really going to have a tuned network to make sure this thing works really, really well? Are mm-hmm. they going to have cabling? Are they going to know that they have to connect to the five gigahertz? Are they going to, you know, be close to the router? Is the router going to be good? Or is it going to yeah. be the one that was included? Like, I would argue that, like, the people that are best equipped, at least in my opinion, would be the people that would pay attention to the router and all this stuff because they're gaming or they're working on the internet or whatever. But, like, if you're a casual gamer, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need a hardcore network to have Netflix, you know? 
So I'm just curious, like what the, com- I mean, I'm, I'm sure Microsoft or whoever probably has numbers on this, but I'm just curious, like how, I, I want to know how many people have tried game streaming and then just been like, oh, I guess this just doesn't work. And they just don't continue with it because of just well, a home network problem that they're not aware of. I'm also curious who is playing it as a majority of their game time. I'd, I'd like to see those numbers. Your your brother used to, right? Right, or right Adriano? Uh, he, yes, he, he used to do a lot. Like he went in pretty heavy on Stadia. And I could be wrong because you do reference him quite a bit on this podcast. And then he messages me saying that, no, that's not how I do it, blah, 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 blah. And I tell him that I don't give a shit. I, 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 tell, I tell him to get a mic and come on the podcast on the weeks that I'm not here so he can fill in. Um, 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 but no, he's he's actually gone quite the other way now. Like he has a PS5, he has a Xbox Series S and a Nintendo Switch. So Damn. He, so he's actually uh, in on the hardware stuff. Uh, he still has Stadia. He does use it for some stuff, but um, it like because I'm curious. So like, what what is the 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 network threshold? Like, what do you need for bandwidth to really get Stadia or probably Microsoft? Because it's probably shitty infrastructure to like really get a good Microsoft signal in there. I want to say at my last check, and this is an estimate from memory, so it's not going to be perfectly accurate. I want to say it was like 15 and 15. <laughs> Like 15 up, 15 down. But you have to remember but, that if if that's true, that's like you can't be having people on Netflix sapping that bandwidth. Yeah. And I find that insane, though, because like 15, even like if you had like a gig, a gig in, gig out, like 15 shouldn't be that difficult, even on shitty hardware. It's like to get 15 for, you know, a, a box should be easy nowadays the biggest problem is the routers so the routers especially on wi-fi you know you have a lot of stuff hooked up that doesn't need good internet smart tvs in general don't really need the best internet they're streaming videos so it's like they need decent but they don't need amazing um smart appliances you know they they only check in every now and then depending on what they are or they only get used every now and then and if you say to turn off or on a light for example if it takes an extra five seconds, it's not a huge deal. Whereas an extra two seconds in a video game for you to press the shoot button is a big problem. Yeah. So a lot of these like routers that are included with uh, or given to you free by ISPs are are not equipped for, let's say, heavy network use. They may be equipped for a lot of basic network use, but they're not equipped for like really high, you know, high quality service, you know, constantly very responsive always like you're 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 prioritized when you're game streaming or what have you you know there's a variety of technologies um but that's i think that's ultimately the problem man the the, the uh, a tragedy too is that um if you if you buy one of the gigabit plans the routers they give you um it's wi-fi is not capable of those speeds and a lot of people i think use wi-fi rather than wired correct yeah like the casual user so you're not even getting the speeds you're paying for unless yeah. you're wired in. Um, I, you, I was, you could buy a fancy pants router if you want to get the uh, gigabit speeds over Wi-Fi. Yeah, I was fortunate at my condo. I had um, on every wall was a Ethernet plug-in, which went back to the media closet. Yeah. So like Bell came. It was Bell or Kojiko. Those are my two options. 
but uh, it was initially Bell, but they got too expensive, so I switched to Kojiko. But when Bell, it's like everything was hidden behind a wall in my walk-in closet at my in my bedroom, and then every every wall just had a had the port. So it's like okay, my PS5 is there, it's plugged in. My PC is there, it's plugged in, and that was amazing because that was actually getting the speed in which I was paying for. Mm-hmm. Which was, fucking sweet but then like i'm thinking if these samsung smart tvs are having these apps built in like there has to be a limitation on the hardware in which it's taking in the signal it's like a like a a wi-fi like do do samsung smart tvs even have an ethernet option or is it only wi-fi i the last ones that i looked at and saw in person did that was a number of years ago though i think that's still standard Okay. I would say it probably still is because there are people that have, you know how they have like uh, their entertainment unit is like in a wall and then there's actually a room behind it. A lot yeah. of people will put all their infrastructure behind there, including internet. And so mm-hmm. they would just cable it in. Okay. Yeah. Cause like that, that I think would be a huge factor, especially cause like if the Samsung, Samsung smart TVs, cause you know, everything's built like shit nowadays. If they have shitty Wi-Fi cards and people are going with that, there might not even be getting a good signal. Caesar, Which smart TVs closet. typically Caesar. smart TVs typically don't have the best hardware um, on them. You know that that is a good point you bring up too, Adriano. Is that you know my parents got. Uh, a Samsung TV a number of years ago and it was just like a 1080p which was standard for the time so maybe let's say five-ish years ago and um, we ended up replacing it at this point with just a basic 4K one because they they just watch TV and movies but I had to get the Moroku because it just kept saying hey there's no Wi-Fi and it's like there is and the router was directly directly below it like one floor not concrete wood wood floor like as the crow flies, maybe three meters away <laughs> and like, you know, and literally could not connect or it would connect. And then it'd be like, can't connect. And you'd have to reboot the router or you'd have to like hard shut off the TV unplug it, plug it back in. And it was almost like every single time it went to sleep or what have you, it just, or, or it would, it would pick up the signal and be like, Oh, like the signal's poor. Yeah. Like, like no, no, it isn't like, I know that it isn't. Cause, cause one thing that I find cool with stadia is, um, if you're on a PC playing Stadia, you can plug your controller in and it does it does the input automatically. But if you're if you're at like a Chromecast on your TV, your Google Stadia controller is connected directly to your network. Like your inputs are going through the internet back to Google Stadia, and then the sig- then the video signal is coming back into your TV. So it cuts down on that l- that latency. Yes, that's actually smart. I think yes. Yeah. Does does the Xbox shit do that as well? I'm assuming not because I don't think their controllers no. have like there's no like your controllers talking to your TV or your your streaming device, right? Correct. Uh, GeForce yeah. now. I don't know whether it does. I know it did this. I don't know if it was a beta or whether they implemented it. They had some sort of AI technology that would anticipate what buttons you were going to press <laughs> and then would like more quickly process the input if you did indeed click those buttons. Um, and then it would like get better and better over time type of thing, you know, AI, machine learning, whatever. And then um, they take the, over the world and uh, yeah, uh, but <laughs> no, not quite yet. You could barely get the latency down, but apparently that helped quite a bit. I've only used GeForce now a couple of times. I'm not really sure on that, but. Uh, looking at the uh, specs for Stadia, uh, minimum is 10 megabits per second. Uh, if you want 4K, they recommend minimum 35 megabits per second. And I, and I think at this point too, it's like if you're 4K game streaming, like that's 
like even even for my network, it's like I I would be <laughs> I wouldn't be confident and I'd be testing it first. You know, well, this, is, this is what's odd. Now, I have a bit of a particular situation here uh, with with my setup. Um, so I have 50 down. So that should theoretically be enough to stream games. Right. Yeah. Uh, however, when I do it, it's like the whole screen is like refreshing. It looks like I'm playing on a freaking CRT. Uh, yes. It's yeah. really bad like that. And I'm not sure why that is. Now, here's the particular situation. I am running wired to my router, which is getting an internet from a modem, but that's through a power line. So it's going through my house's uh, electrical uh, wires. So that might be causing some interference or some latency issues or God knows what. Well, you're also on two two routers. No, I, I, I switched it to, to the, the modem. Oh, you st- okay, you did switch it, okay. Yeah, just because I thought maybe that'd give me better performance. Um, and I'm on, you know, reservation uh, ISP, so I don't know how that's all hooked up or God knows what kind of quality that is. Yeah, like I do have the li- I do have the luxury of having fiber, but I also have the luxury just out of pure luck is that the node is literally in front of my house. Yeah, so, that's pretty good. So like that helps. Obviously, the traffic has to go through, you know, whatever number of places to get to where it's going. Um, but like this is this is the stuff. You know, like you, you don't have these problems with with consoles. It's like a little bit, maybe if you, you know, tried to hook up modern consoles to a CRT TV or something or, you know, stuff like that. You know, you would have those type of problems or like I can't get the Wi-Fi working. But in general, consoles today, as long as you have like even basic modern tech, like even like a 720p TV, mm-hmm. you know, realistically, you bring a console home, you plug it in, you Good put a disc in it. And that's it. Like... God, 720 age Oh my lord. The economy class. The working man. The working man's resolution. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Early All 360 right. days. That's what that was. Hell no. I was on a freaking tube TV till I was my, playing Black Ops. My cat is just demolishing my leather chair. He always he has this habit where he needs to have like a paw on me or on my chair. Like he just like he has to have that constant contact. But I don't cut his claws, so they're super long. And he just like is just destroying my furniture. Damn. Right, Caesar. You might want to do something about that. Nah, I don't care that much. Okay. <laughs> this chair is like eight years old now. Oh. All right, let's hop into the summer game fest coverage. Um, this they they uh, this was a pretty long conference. I thought it was just gonna be like an hour or something, but uh, I want to say it was maybe two hours. Oh yeah. Maybe more. It might have been three. Maybe. It was right. Yeah, he said a few hours at the start. So that was uh, although he might have been including the um, what did they have some sort of indie showcase or something like that afterwards? Something like that. There was a couple of things coming up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll just kind of jump into it and kind of go through the different things. Adrian can chime in with his thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so they started off with Street Fighter six, which I think we'd already seen right on uh, PlayStation State of Play. I think that was where his first one. Yes, off, I think so. Um, I I don't have really much to say about this. I've never been a big Street Fighter fan or fighting game fan in, in general, but I don't know if you have anything to add, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I, I like fighting games, but I'm not one for for Street Fighter. I I I think I've last one I played is like not even Street Fighter. It was like Street Fighter versus Capcom or something like that. So yeah, no, I uh, don't have much to add in, in in the way of Street Fighter. 
It looked ridiculous. It was absolutely insane. The hair was crazy. <laughs> I really, I did enjoy the uh, them being on that aircraft carrier and just like having like a real like crazy fight. That was kind of cool. I, I I don't mind the idea of the fights being. I don't know if they're all like this, but they're the fights being surrounded by people. Whereas like Tekken is very much like is not usually if ever. I think there's some that have people, but there's never really like an audience per se. And then. Um, Injustice just doesn't because I mean they're superheroes and if you stood there you'd get lasered or something so <laughs> so I, one of my favorite things is is it um when done comically is like a bystander getting getting like collateral damaged or something there's there's a great uh there's a cubicle fight sketch and on SNL and like there's just two guys in a cubicle fighting and all the other like office employees come in and they start looking over the cubicle at the fight the one guy grabs a cup of coffee and tosses it, but misses the guy, and it hits one of the one of the people watching. Oh, damn! Yeah, so I like stuff like that. That'd be great. Actually, there is a there is a, in Injustice Two. There is a bar that you can fight in, and there's environmental stuff that you can kind of throw at each other or jump off of and stuff. And there's just a guy at the bar that you could pick up and throw at the other person like a weapon, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, yeah. like when you pick him up, yeah." <laughs> Uh, Adriano, uh, do you ever play? Do you have any fighting games you enjoy? Uh, I used to be into Tekken. Did a lot of Tekken three on PlayStation. Uh, I did. I do dabble in Smash Bros. every once in a while. Oh yeah. Um, I always did want to go through the Injustice games. In fact, I think I actually own them. Um, you can get them pretty cheap all all the time too. Oh, look at that! On I sale quite a bit. I happen to have my spreadsheet open. Look at this. Um, <laughs> happened? You happen to have it open? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. Let me see if I what I have for injustices. Injustice, Gods Among Us. Um, I have a PS4 copy. I also apparently have an iOS copy, which doesn't seem right. I think that's a typo. No, that's right. There, there is an injustice uh, iOS version. Okay, then that is probably okay. Then I, yeah, I don't have injustice too. PS4. I have the disc on PS4. I have a disc somewhere. Thank you, spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Uh, I would like to play the Injustice games. I never got. I never got into them. So um, that's that's my answer to Do your question. All right. Um, next, they showed off Aliens: Dark Descent. Now, I've heard this a couple times already, um, how odd it was for them to show off this kind of cinematic trailer that made it seem more third-person or first-person shooter type of game. Um, And about 90% of the trailer was this cinematic, and about like 10% was a quick cut of, what was it, like isometric kind of almost... Isometric, like a stick shooter kind of... Stick stick shooter thing. So that was quite a a change in tone. and I think I think I've, I've never I don't really I haven't really played any of the other alien games. I'm not that invested in the franchise as a, as a whole. Um, but that was like, I'm not I don't have any interest in this after that. What's really crazy to me is that it was presented with such like a horror angle and it was supposed to be scary and suspenseful, almost like like a Doom three type of feel. And then it just when it cut to that isometric almost stick shooter, if it, it maybe it, it literally is a stick shooter, um, you know, experience. It just felt like, man, like I don't know of any games myself that are in this isometric view that are scary. 
Like it kind of takes you takes you out of it, kind of. You know, and and it's not like those games are bad. You know, we play Diablo and stuff, so that's not not like a thing that's bad. But it wouldn't be the first place I would look to get scared. I guess another thing too, and and this this goes for the rest of the show as well, is that. I'm I'm getting real sick of people going to a space station and something going wrong. Like it's it's a it's a team in an elevator in a hallway. They're chatting, open up a door, and there's like somebody dead, or it's like something's blown up, and they're like, "Well, that's not good." And then they got to deal with the situation, and it's like, "Holy fuck!" Like you know, like even our like totally fictional sci-fi's are getting kind of like washed up and like repetitive. Everything um, happens in waves. It's it's. One I mean, co- I understand this is alien. Yeah. Like so, I mean, it has to be this way, but God. I think it's the sense of isolation, right? It's in these small, there's a reason to have these small corridors, you know, where there's a bunch of doors sealing things off. And uh, I think it's, it's it's a fun concept, but yeah, things can be overdone. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, a lot of the Summer Game Fest had these sci-fi horror games on it, um, including the Callisto Protocol. Yeah. Now, Adriano, did you watch the Callisto Protocol Oh, you fell asleep. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I, I meant to put it on. I meant I did that one specifically last night, and then I fell asleep. And I was even like just like minutes before, before you called me before we started chatting. Oh. <laughs> I was like, maybe do I have time to get this to watch this? I didn't even do that, so I'll watch it tonight when I'm in bed, and then maybe I'll get further than I did yesterday. Well, they they showed off, I think, a trailer, and then uh, the guy came out. Uh, do you know his name? Uh, Schofield. Yep. Something uh, Schofield. Something Schofield. Whatever. Just Schofield. It's good, the, good enough. <laughs> one, of the, one of the original creators of Dead Space. Yeah. Um, now, when I saw this game on uh, the uh, state of play, I had very little interest in it. Then, Adriano, you told me it was like a Dead Space type of game. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And then they showed off um, gameplay that was like unedited, kind of just what the game's going to be. And it looked incredible. Yeah. It was super violent, too. Like, holy crap. Fuck yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm assuming, uh, footage included, look at enemies, do weapons, and it's, okay. There's no, this isn't multiplayer, like, there's no co-op option here. It's just a single player survival. They announced that, but. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm super fucking pumped for this. I am, I am not, I don't do a lot of games day one. I will do this one day one. I will, I will put my PC through the ringer and. (laughs) And uh, max out these settings. But on you my know headphones, what, like, pop up the volume. I was going to say, if this is co-op, I'd be there with you, I think. Well, co-op would have been Dead Space 3, but Ryan and I tried that, and that's broken, so. You can dust <laughs> off the old 360s if you want, Adrian. No, it's okay. So, okay, that's in a tote somewhere in a storage unit. Um, But yeah, no, I am super pumped for Clisso Protocol, and I'm even pumped for the Dead Space remake. It, uh... You're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. A, <clears throat> survival horror is one of my favorite genres. It's one of the ones I always go back to. It, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I did. We did uh, cover um, Resident Evil Four remake last week. Mm-hmm. I did want to hear what your thoughts are. I don't know. Uh, you watched the state of play last week, right? Yes, I, that I was able to watch. Now, I think you did tell us that um, Resident Evil 4 is one of your favorite games ever, right? Oh, yeah. It's easy. My, it's easy. My top 10. I'm just curious, like what, what makes it up there? Uh, it's there's such a sense of dread and a sense of isolation for its setting. It's 
it is such an absurd premise out of the gate. Um, but you quickly forgive it. Um, just because it's a Resident Evil title. And then there's just this sense of like uneasiness and, and kind of like exploration that you kind of go through the village and then the castle. And then there's a facility at the end. Um, and, and the tone of it is, is serious, but also lighthearted at the same time. Like you have, you have Leon, which is like just this kind of like sassy kind of suave guy. That's specialized secret service or whatever. Um, but what really absolutely does it is the economy system, like the, the merchant and the inventory system that in itself is one of my favorite aspects of that game. Um, and how is the inventory different from two and three? So resident evil, resident evil two and resident evil three. And I'm talking about the traditional, like the old PlayStation ones. It's a pretty much block system. Every item takes up a single block in, in, in your inventory. It doesn't matter if it's a first aid spray or if it's a bazooka. It always takes up one block. In Resident Evil 4, it goes into a grid system. And everything has a different size. And it becomes a... Have, did you play Prey at all? The latest Prey? No. The one that take, okay, so Prey mimics that same inventory system and i believe resident evil 8 village also goes back to this inventory system i think they went back to it but if you you start off with a fairly small grid it's like just like a bunch of blocks it's like looks like graph paper and your handgun takes up six your handgun bolts take up one or take take up two and your herbs take up two and you can literally pile this and arrange it in any way you want and you can like there's no there's no rules to where you can put something you just can't put two items on top of it so it's like it becomes like this neurotic organization of just like, oh, I want my weapons up here. I want my ammo over here. I want my sprays down here. And then as you get like a shotgun, you're like, OK, I'm going to reorganize this. I want the ammo there with that. Uh, and then you can pay to upgrade your thing. You can get a bigger grid. Um, and then you can get a bigger one after that. So the inventory in itself is like a fun little mini game inside of Resident Evil 4. Mm. Uh, it's quite therapeutic just to kind of organize it. And then Resident Evil 5 went back to like a block system, which was which was unfortunate. But it uh, no Resident, Resident Evil just has Resident Evil 4 just has a lot of just. Uh, it's a very approachable game for not only non Resident Evil fans, but it's a it was a welcome change up to a franchise which was long in the tooth for its formula because up in that point you had resident evil resident evil director's cut resident evil 2 resident evil 3 <laughs> and there's probably another one in there oh a uh, code veronica which was the uh tank control lock camera angle mm. and this was just like a holy shit there's a resident evil game and it's over the shoulder third person action and you're not even shooting zombies anymore. You're shooting Spaniards in Europe somewhere. So it uh, it was quite a quite a welcome change to the franchise. I think I'm actually uh, pretty excited for that actually because uh, I did play two remake. I then um, after the state of play, I've re-downloaded three remake, and I'm going to try to make my way through that. 
So I'll be ready in time for the fourth one. Yeah, I to be honest, I want to see uh, this trailer. The, it was just like a, it was like a cinematic trailer for it, right? As I remember, mm-hmm. there was no gameplay. Um, uh, yeah, not like directly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's see, like to me, when they said that they were going to remake Resident Evil <laughs> uh, two and three. It's like, okay, that makes sense because you guys had those games. Uh, those are in the old 90s pre-rendered visuals, and those are tank controls, and you want to update those to be in line with your new titles. Like, to me, when the Resident, the division in Resident Evil franchise was Resident Evil Code Veronica to Resident Evil 4. Everything before 4 warranted a redo everything after four was fine like resident evil 4 is still one of the most like you can you can load it up on twitch and there's still people replaying that game or speed running it or doing crazy challenges on it because it is such a popular game it's like if you're going to redo this game whether you're just going to redo the graphics or you're actually going to rebuild it like you better do this thing justice because you're going to piss off a lot of people if you make it shit uh because I I also because like I'm also curious to know is are they going to go and delist the other one? Are they going to remove it from from Steam store page uh, store pages? Have like, they do done I, that with the other ones? They haven't because there aren't PC ones on the on the oh on okay. their two D list. Like there is a old PC version of Resident Evil from the 90s, but that's definitely not on Steam. So there's nothing uh. for them to do. Like I like I'm I'm genuinely caught like worried that they're going to delist the original four so if i don't have that in my library and maybe i'll bring up my spreadsheet right now to take a look uh i may i may just go buy to have it for the hell of it um and they better like good and they, they better like keep the merchant the merchant is just like an iconic meme that has transcended <laughs> yeah. the resident evil <laughs> franchise and is just out in the zeitgeist as this bonkers character that's just hanging around, buying your shit off you and selling you weapons, and and you know nothing about this guy. Um, so, uh, Resident Evil Four Platinum. I have it on Steam already. Okay, that's good. Remember, uh, Rockstar uh, delisted the original like San Andreas and then they remade them and they were garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know <laughs> if they're going to so do that. funny though. So Re- yeah. So resident evil, I have four platinum on steam and then I have resident evil essentials. What is this? Resident evil, resident evil, the essentials PlayStation two, which contains a copy of four. And I also have a, Wii, oh, wow. I also have a Wii copy and then I have I had a GameCube copy. I don't know if I have that anymore. I might have lost that. Um, but yeah, no, I I'll I'll play it. It's just they better they better do it right. And the adaptive difficulty was <laughs> was very very well done. Oh, Resident Evil Four is on sale though on uh, Steam. It's five bucks. There you go. Get it. Get it. Play that. Play Fact Ryan. You should be playing that one. That that's a that's a fantastic game. Uh. I mean, it, it remains to be seen if I'll even make it through three remake because uh, these games terrify me and uh, they immobilize my ability to live. Uh, Jesus. Uh, okay. 
I don't I, find honestly, like, I had to take a half hour break after each session of 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 two remake. I it don't was too un- much. I don't understand though. Like that doesn't that doesn't comprehend me. Well, you you enjoy you know horror films and horror games, right? Yeah. So I feel like you're more desensitized. I literally have watched maybe four legitimate horror films in my life. And and fewer games. Okay, I guess, I guess. maybe maybe, so, it's just, maybe it's just an irrational thing. Like, cause, cause I don't you, like it. I can't stand it. Because you know, because you know, like it doesn't, it can't come through the screen, right? Like it can't get you in real life. No, so. there's things you can understand, <laughs> but you still can't stop the emotions you feel during it. This it's is probably probably like how how immersed you can become in it. Like if you if you get super immersed in the movies, and then you're in a horror movie setting, that's pretty so. Scary. So what what happens with me in survival horror? I don't get scared. I get anxious. And for me, it's I get I get anxious in survival horror games or even even non horror games, even survival games where I am at the mercy of an enemy in which I cannot kill or I have to run from an enemy. For me, I don't like and I know the later Resident Evil games do this. I think seven does this a bit. And I think two does this as well with mr x is enemies that are just constantly after you you have to just mm-hmm. constantly run from them and avoid them and it's like i i will i like to be able to stop gain my footing figure out my shit and then keep moving i i hate when they present to me an enemy which cannot be killed and as much as i love the dead space franchise the only part that I'm ever anxious in Dead Space is when they give me the Uber Morph, which shows up in the first game, makes a cameo <laughs> in the second game. It's like it's an enemy in which you can shoot down to virtually nothing, but he will eventually just regrow his limbs and come after you again. And you just can't stop him. You just have to continuously move from this enemy. And it's like that part is is, is anxious. But I, I find with survival horror, the best way to do survival horror video games, because you can't do this in movies, is – don't worry about anything else in front of you. Worry about the 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 next step that you have to take. Literally, I know it's a cliche saying. That's a scary part. <laughs> literally, take it one step at a time. Worry about putting the foot in front of you, and that's it. And then worry about putting the other foot in front of you, and that's it. Although Don't I think f- we're using scared and anxious kind of the same, because like, am I physically scared? No, but it's it's the it's the anxiety of what's going to happen, right? But like having an enemy pop out of you in survival horror, does that happen to you in an enemy that may pop out in Horizons? Like if you're walking down in Horizon Zero Dawn and like a robot comes bursting through a rock and attacks you, but then in Resident it's, Evil, but- a zombie comes bursting through a door and attacks you. Is that the same level? To, like, do, do you equate that the same? The exact moment, yes, but that's not really what bothers me. What bothers me is the atmosphere and environment you create leading up to it. So walking around a spooky house freaks the hell out of me, right? I don't even want to walk through. Even even in uh, when I was doing uh, two remake, like when you, you you can put some lights on, you know, it still looks kind of nice. But there's a there's a spooky element to the environment that they created, right? Yeah. Um, I, just, sh- I can't I can't take it. What you should do is go into the audio settings and try this because I. I, I like I like it like when like little kids try to watch something scary and then they something scary comes up on screen and they cover their eyes to, to try to like that's the sound though right it's yeah. a sound you cover your mm-hmm. ears so yeah. do this next time you play a Resident Evil game or like even go back and do go back into two 
or three or whatever, go into the music options and just bring down the music slider. Literally take out all ambient music or even diegetic, non-diegetic music and see if that actually like changes the way you approach the game. It's possible, yeah. Um, I was just trying to... Um, I was going to say. Oh, but aren't I missing out on the whole what the game is trying to do. The game wants yeah. you to be scared. That's it's uh that's true. But you know, try this experiment to see what happens. Yeah. Do it uh, do right. it on a do it on a Twitch stream one day. Oh god. I I don't I, no, I don't I don't I don't want to play scary games. What am I doing here? Yeah, and see for for <laughs> me for me I like I like to take slow up, like I like to take my time in scary games, as survival horror games. I like to kind of evaluate my environment and move, you know, methodically and kind of take things th- th- uh, one step at a time that's why i regret playing uh the evil within on stream on 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 stream because i have matt lawrence here chirping at me to like play the game and i'm rushing and i'm making excuse mistakes. me yeah and so like i regret playing and i might actually replay the evil within the way that i and i should be playing it because I, oh, I actually listen to him that. listen to him and I'll record it. I'll I'll just I'll just screen record it and then and then post it up. Because I yeah. I mean there is a pretty good moment in that in that let's play where I was chirping at you for going too or I was chirping at you for going too slow I think and then you're like man I'm actually going like really fast and Ryan's in the back but he's not mic'd up but you can still hear him and he goes you're playing this game fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like that's that's the that's the you're supposed to just kind of like. Take things like walk into a room. Survival horror is you walk into a room, you analyze your environment, analyze any immediate threats. No threats? Okay. What is the goal in this room? I have to go there. I have to get this. And I have to do that. Weapon check. Weapon check. Health check. You're good. Walk your room. Scale. Go start one side of the wall and walk around your one side of the wall. Make sure you're all good. Pick up the pick up any optional items first. Pick up your your plot items. Okay. Does that trigger anything? You're good. Get the fuck out of that room move on to the next like there's a system to playing survival horror games especially the early like resident evil and silent hills you literally just do one room at a time one wall at a time that's it all right um next up here i lost my page uh, call of duty modern warfare 2 i don't know shit about this franchise as always <laughs> well they showed off a mission known as dark water uh, and it was very reminiscent of a mission in the original uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, we're on a cargo ship and there's a bunch of like containers on the on the top deck and you're making your way through and stuff. Uh, this looked pretty awesome, actually. I was uh, I was pretty impressed. Um, uh, it looked a lot like a lot of fun. I don't know what you thought, man. Yeah, um, I think I told you, though, that like. I've never really been not impressed with COD campaigns. I think even you said, Ryan, I never tried it, but even you said COD Vanguard, which wasn't exactly received, didn't exactly receive, you know, stellar ratings, uh, had a really good campaign actually. Um, and, and like, I liked it. Like this looked really cool, but I, I, you know, I kind of, I want to see the multiplayer because I, the last several COD games, like I think I haven't beat a COD campaign since world war two, like COD world war two. And before Mm -hmm. that, was like black ops. No, well, it's just, okay. it's all multiplayer for me. And, and I've been on a big, big, uh, competitive shooter kick with Fortnite and apex and, and that type of thing that I think 
I think I'm in this at least for at least for right now. Uh, I'm in this for the multiplayer, and so I really want to see you know that shown off. Well, um, that's coming out October 28th. Uh, I imagine they'll have a multiplayer trailer at some point. This is usually how it goes, where they have a campaign trailer, then a multiplayer trailer. Yeah, and, certainly, uh, certainly. For those Warzone fans, I guess uh, Warzone 2.0 is also coming later this year. What did that one woman say, though, that, that gave you wonder about uh, if the original Warzone is being replaced? Well, I don't know if I I don't know if I misheard it or something, but there was a couple of like, so like I don't play Warzone too much. So like maybe some of this just went over my head, but they said something like Warzone is included with Modern Warfare 2, but there's still going to be a standalone experience. And, you know, we're affectionate. She says something along the lines of like what they're affectionately calling the work that they've been doing on Warzone Warzone 2 there'll still be work done on the original original iteration the way it is now or something like that. And I, again, I'm paraphrasing from memory and I don't play Warzone right now. So, but so like some of this may just be like obvious to you, anyone that's listening, but I was confused. Like, is this actually like a new Warzone? Are like, are you not going to be able to bring your progress over? And also what if you don't play Warzone? Am I able to just not download that with Modern Warfare 2? Because Warzone is really big. Like COD is like almost like a meme now how big COD and Warzone is uh, in terms of file size. So like, I wonder if that's the case. Like I remember in the first modern warfare, like not four, like the, like the, the, I don't know, the 2017 one or 2018 or whatever the heck it was. Um, but that one had like three modes. You could play co-op, which you had to download. You could play the campaign or you could play multiplayer and then I think Warzone was also one, and I think you had to download that separately. So, like, maybe that's what she's talking about. Like, again, like, you know, it might, might just be, you know, second nature to someone who's playing COD currently that I'm just not up to date with. But that phrasing sounded weird because the way I would have presumed they would have said it would have just been like, this is Warzone 2.0. You know, it's the Warzone you know and love. You'll be able to take all your characters. Like, normally they'll reassure you, or at least Epic mm-hmm. seems to. Like, they're very clear. Like, this is coming out on promo, but it's also coming out in the item shop. Like, they're making sure that you, the you know prospective client, are aware of where you can get this and how to get it. And, like, whether you need to buy it now or buy it later or what have you. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, that just was a little weird to me. So I'd like to look into that a little more. Not that I'm going to get super into Warzone or anything, but it's just I don't want like a 200, <laughs> like a 250 gig game <laughs> on my friggin' Xbox. Like it's that's ridiculous. So um, I don't, I don't. T- time will tell, or maybe someone knows and they'll let me know. But <laughs> I feel like it might just be like when you download COD now, you download like a launcher basically, where you can access the previous couple Call of Duties as well as Warzone. And I wonder if that they just mean like it's gonna like when you download. Um, uh, Modern Warfare Two, you you're, you basically have access to Warzone. Would you know that that was my reading of it? But like, so if I have Warzone, because Warzone's free, like Warzone's yeah. free to play game. Yeah. So like, if I if if like I downloaded Warzone right now, no Call of Duty installed, and I download Warzone right now. Yeah. And then this game comes out. If we just ignore the whole Warzone 2.0 update and just say Warzone stole Warzone, mm-hmm. if I download Call of Warfare Two, am I, do I have two Warzones on my console? No, I think you can choose what to download. See, like that's good. Like, if that's the case, and that's yeah. how uh, uh, Black Ops Cold War was. Okay, and that's how Modern Warfare was as well. The newer Modern yeah. Warfare. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
All right, next up was Witchfire. Now, Matt, without looking, do you remember what this game was? Yeah, this is like uh, the painkiller oh by, by the guys that made painkiller, yeah. Oh, because oh, this is the one you were interested in then. Yeah, uh, I used to love playing painkiller back in the day. I remember I picked it up from like a giant tiger or something. I picked up like the trilogy when I was a kid and booted that up and had a, had a great time. Sucked at it. Horrible. Um, <laughs> but like really liked it. And then I played the newish one that's like probably 10 years old now called Damnation or something. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it was good or bad in the grand scheme of things because I don't exactly like talk to many people about painkiller, but I had fun with it. And so this, uh, this seemed, this is interesting to me. Um, I'm, uh, looks, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to play it. Give it a go rather. It, it looks like a medieval fantasy with guns. Yeah. It's a fantasy shooter. Yeah. It's it's like Van Helsing. Kind of. Yeah. That's how GameSpot was, uh, was uh, saying it, was, it would appeal to Van Helsing fans. Um, it looks, it looks like something I wouldn't play. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, the, the the footage we're seeing is early. It looks like fun. It's, it looks it like looks it's fun. coming to early access. But, but does it, it look yeah, like something just, I play? It gives me the same vibe as uh, Revenant or Remnant. It's like Remnant mis- mixed with Dune. Like Remnant slower, I would say. Well, I, I just mean like the 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 quality of game reminds me of Remnant. Yeah, in its current state, like it is early access, mm-hmm. like it's coming soon to, to Epic Games on early access. So, I mean, I, I won't judge it too hard on that. Like, it de- definitely does look a little early access. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, it just, I'm, I'm down to give, uh, give, give one of these a go again. Maybe I should go back and try one of the, the painkiller games now that I know how to uh-huh. play games properly. But no, you got to play the Blood Rain games first. I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, how about this one, Matt? Stormgate. Without looking, can you tell me what Stormgate was? Yeah, uh, Stormgate, Stormgate was the survival crafting game in which you uh, go out in the wilderness, you find rare resources, and then you oh, get no, these cards, wrong. and then you use the cards to activate almost like a Stargate-looking thing. No, that's and that wrong. takes you what? That that's wrong. Yeah, this one, this one was the one that you called Tomb Raider in space. <laughs> Stormgates is that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second, but the other game that I'm talking about has gates. What's that one called? I don't know, but Stormgate Where's is <laughs> Stormgate is the one that was made by ex- uh, Blizzard developers. Uh, I think what was it called? Frostbite Studios. Frost Giant, sorry. I'm about Frost to Giant Studios. Um, and it was that one that uh, had the Balrog in it that showed up. Uh, there was the runes with the holograms you love. Um, and she gets like the shield. Remember that shield she makes. She that, oh yeah, like, yeah uh, that, that's the Tomb Raider part. She had the she had the, the, the stone, the and then she part. made a thing, and then it set off a trap. But she and used the, the ancient shield up. to protect her. Yeah, the Balrog showed up, and then uh, <laughs> she became a Tomb Raider in space. <laughs> no gameplay of this, uh, so it's hard to judge it, right? So, um, but uh, I guess there's some good talent at that studio, uh, particularly from the ex Blizzard uh, side there. All right, uh, this was a humorous trailer that kind of caught us off guard a bit. This was awesome. Uh, Goat Simulator 3. Now, you should definitely go check out the trailer. I don't, I don't even know if we should spoil it for... Oh, we, we did spoil it for you, John, didn't we? So it started off um, like the Dead Island 2 trailer. Um, almost exactly, I think. Uh, the only difference was you could tell the graphics were different. Um. And me and Matt actually thought it was Dead Island. Uh, and we were kind of joking how it looks worse than the original trailer. 
But then instead of zombies coming out and eating people in the background, uh, it was goats. <laughs> and it turns out it was Goat Simulator 3. Now, I think I need to look this up. Goat Simulator 2 does not exist. I think that's uh, right. Sure. Goat Simulator 2 does not exist. This is simply Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a that's such a goat simulator thing to do. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bizarre. Goat simulator. <laughs> yeah, literally people all I literally typed in goat simulator 2 release date on Google. And it says people also ask, is there a mm-hmm. goat simulator 2? The answer is, in short, no. There is no goat simulator 2. <laughs> and then there's more there, but a sequel, Goat Simulator 3, will be released in late 2022. All right. That is hilarious. Now, how does this work with my neurotic way of playing games? Oh, God. Um, this is the bro. This is where it breaks me. Well, but no, isn't it based it, on it, the date that it's yeah, released? Yes, yes, you're right. This one. Oh, okay. Apply. This one apply. I'm being dumb. Oh. But can you. You didn't play all the other Civs before you played Civ Six. They're independent games. Yeah, I, I Goat Simulator is probably an independent yes, game. Yes, it is a simulator. Yeah, in, in the end, it is a simulator of being a goat. <laughs> Let's not forget what that game is. <laughs> all right. Uh, after that, we got into Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um, I have a loose interest in this only because um, it's an XCOM style game which I don't have much familiarity with. Um, but I'm definitely willing to try it uh, for this game. Um, looks pretty good. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Uh, it's it's okay. Um, we're talking about... Are we talking about... Are we talking about Midnight Suns? Or are we talking about Goat Simulator still? <laughs> Midnight Suns. <laughs> Midnight Suns, okay. I got confused. I got confused. I was looking up I was like looking up the goat simulator shit. Like I was like still looking up goat simulator shit that you started asking me. It looks okay. Um Just I never really played way through job interview questions. That was, <laughs> that's what that was. No, no, more, okay. no more goat simulator Googling. Yeah, that um, looks okay. Are we still talking about goat simulator or <laughs> yeah. but no, no, my uh, my very apprehensive answer was for Midnight Suns. It looks okay. Like, it looks pretty bizarre. I've never actually tried an XCOM game. Um, and I don't know that I would start with, like, a Marvel game with it. I, uh, did, you not, did you not play Gears Tactics? Is that, like, XCOM? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's okay, then I did. Okay, I, and I have then. Yeah, I've played a few levels of... Uh, I've played quite a bit of Gears Tactics, actually. There you um, go. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was that style. I thought it was a little more, like, over the shoulder or something. It makes more sense um, on PC to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This game was just, it just kind of felt like they were just throwing a bunch of costumes on the Marvel characters and um, it just felt cheap or something. I don't know. I don't know really what to say. Like, it just felt bizarre. Well, I think you got to give them credit for doing something different and not just, you know, having all the normal looking Marvel heroes come out. They did well, their they own thing like, with it and they have a new uh, hero. They're all very own new heroes. So that's kind of cool. Well, the thing I'm getting, the thing I'm getting from this is really, I mean, dare I compare it to Marvel's Avengers by Square Enix, where <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't really like read too many comics, this and that. So like maybe a lot of the skins in that game are, are from the comics, but the, a lot of those skins don't really appeal to me. You know, maybe I'll get a different color skin because I like the red suit or something better. Um, but 
in general, like a lot of those skins don't appeal to me. And I could kind mm-hmm. of get the same impression here where it's sort of like, okay, like, you know, like, okay, whatever. Like I had kind of have like, I, I'm, I'm now like the goat venom or something, <laughs> uh, you know, though, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, and it's just, to me, like, it's just sort of like, eh, okay. Cause it's also another thing too, is it's sort of like, I don't know whether I would prefer, or I think I would prefer an action game when it comes to Marvel heroes versus a strategy game myself. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give this a try. Maybe if you pick it up, Ryan, I'll, I'll give it a try at some point, but um, I don't know, especially if it's by Firaxis, like if it's going to be not, it's not going to be like Civ, but if it's, you know, complex at any level, like Civ, it's like, these are superheroes. Like I want to swing around and punch people. I don't want to be sitting there for like 10 minutes trying to figure out what my goat venom should do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on to Matt's favorite uh, new game, Zenless Zone Zero. I don't even know what the hell that is. That was what? the one from the Genshin Impact uh, creators. Okay. <laughs> Matt, if there's one of us here that would play this, it would probably be you. Uh, actually, Ryan played the shit it out would... of Genshin Impact on two platforms. I know nothing about Genshin Impact. Not I a did, single I thing. Did... I did not play the shit out of it. Hang on, but you <laughs> did play it. it. Hang on, you did play <laughs> it for a good it, yeah. month, a solid month on two platforms. Not one, two platforms. Two. Two. Uh, two. I never technically got it working on my iPad. Oh, here we go. So he so he, he had enough he had enough uh desire or whatever to try to make it work on the go, even though he failed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh i might try this game uh <laughs> yeah see i'm yeah. getting chirped here yeah uh saints row actually looked pretty dang good and they showed off a uh free boss factory demo that's available now actually aaron as we were doing this podcast aaron shared us his his boss factory creation uh it very much looked like aaron um so i forgot to download this i actually do want to um kind of dig in and, and create some characters i think that'd be pretty fun what I want to know really about Saints Row is um, like in the original trailers, I suppose, or the original times they showed this off, you know, it was kind of made fun of and stuff. And I was kind of like, yeah, like I'm kind of out. And then this kind of like this with the boss factory makes me think, OK, so this is kind of really about customization. And I want to know how much of the customization is superficial to the point where it's sort of like. Oh, I'm just playing as the character that I want to play as, but I'm going through just a very linear story. Or mm-hmm. is this very much that I have, you know, a decent amount of control and I'm ruling like a gang type of right. thing? Because that there was a a little bit of that. You could choose uniforms and stuff like that, I believe, in Saints Row Two. And so I wonder if it's that, but more in depth now. It's just I don't know. It's interesting. I, I guess the uh, the idea is you take your boss factory character into the game, right? Um, does that mean we'll need some sort of account to cross that over? Or I wonder how that's going to work. Maybe save read file. the save. Maybe. The trailer said be literally, literally anyone. There seems to be so, a lot of customization they showed off, right? So, so I like, can be, I can be Matt Lawrence. You, you could, could be me. Yeah. You, you could, made you a pretty good me. Uh, me emoji of Matt. That was awesome. I still have that it's saved as my. Uh... <laughs> I like how you have it and not Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an iPhone, so I can't like I can't have a me emoji. But Adriano has my me emoji for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good too. It was a little too accurate. 
I will say Saints Row, when they first released that one uh, cinematic trailer, uh, I really had no interest in it. And I think a lot of people felt that way. Um, but since they've been showing off gameplay and stuff and it looks more like Saints Row, I think I'm back on board. Um, I have an odd relationship with Saints Row because I got really sick one year and I had just purchased uh, Saints Row the third and uh, played it while I was sick. And I, it's just stuck with me ever since. Well, it stuck with you as in like you like it or stuck with it like it's a bad memory because you were sick. No, it's a good memory. Okay. Because it was, it was like it was it was enjoyment while I was sick. Um, okay. But I haven't really liked the other ones I've I've played. Uh, the fourth one or whatever that other spinoff one, the Get Out of Hell or whatever it was. Um, I didn't really enjoy those ones too much where you became like a superhero basically and we're like just destroying stuff. But yeah, I think I might actually give this a go. Uh, uh, after seeing some uh, gameplay footage, so all right, layers of fears, Adriano, I, you sounded familiar with this, uh, or at least the original, the other uh, layer of fear. Yep, layers. Um, no, it's layers of fears. The first one. This one's layers of fears. They added on the S to fears. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be uh, the, great uh, for marketing. They did the alien thing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't see anything about this. So let me show you. Back to Layers of Fear Universe with this late project, but it's not a sequel. Instead, Layers of Fears is a reimagined take on the original two games, including DLC, built in Unreal Engine 5, should be familiar with those, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, so it's like the Silent Hill, Silent Hills thing. Um, yeah, I guess if somebody wanted to do uh, psychological horror, that would be uh, the one to put, jump. Unreal 5, that's going to be fucking insane. Mm-hmm. That's going to be just going to be bonkers. I think a lot of games are now going to be on Unreal uh, yeah, Engine Five, which is great. Yeah. We should uh, we should get you to do uh, a stream of that live. Oh, in the woods, right? Uh, I'm sure your basement will be scary enough. We'll do that <laughs> live, and then we'll just have we'll be in on the chat. But you should just do that. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. That's that's going to be a long. I don't title. want to play scary ass. Do you games. know? Do you know what would be even better is we get Ryan to do that, right? So he, he like joins a Zoom call or something. And he joins. He play, He boots the game up and he's streaming his screen. Got the face cam going too. But this is what we do is we're, <laughs> we're we're not in the Zoom call to like chat with him. We're in the Zoom call to fuck with him. So we disappear for like hours on end. Ryan's doing like let's say a ten hour stream. So you're gonna be tired. Oh you're gonna be tired going through this game exhausted. Okay. And then we're going to fuck with you. So it'll be like, Ryan, like at random times. And then you just like one of us will just but, leave. And then although will, it's you. No, but you won't if you're like, you'll, you'll realize it's, it's us. You know what I mean? But you're not gonna, you're like in the moment. Like it's a jump scare, right? No, so you're going to be like, no. like creeping around some, some like house or whatever. And you're going to be like all freaked out. You haven't heard us for like two hours. And then someone just comes in. Uh, you just told me the plan though. I, I'm aware. No, but we're not going just going to save Ryan. You know what I mean? I don't care what you say. If it's no, coming through my ears, you have I'm to know, you have to know the plan if you're joining a Zoom call. You're not going to be like, man, it's not like when I we do a stream, it's, I just join a Zoom call as well. Like, just <laughs> like, man, I wonder if anyone's going to like ASMR scare me today. I'm going to turn on a friggin' Zoom call. Like, <laughs> no one does. Adriano's in. So he's silent. He's thinking about what to whisper in your ear. I was typing something, so I muted my mic. But have you guys ever played Eternal Darkness? It's a GameCube game. I definitely have not. I have not. It's similar to that. It's a psychological horror game. You're exploring a a, a mansion, <laughs> a haunted mansion. Uh, but they also get get a little meta with 
with some of the horror aspects of, of it. And there's some like really dumb quirky things, but then there's also like some cool things that they do. Um, it's cause it's completely random. Uh, like you'll just it, think of it just like as an old school resident evil game, like isometric tank controls, but you're exploring a mansion. Uh, but you'll like walk into a room and you'll just be doing walking around and it's completely random. So it's not going to happen every time you walk in this room or it could happen to another one, but you, you'll just see like a little tiny, like ant walk across your TV screen. Like you'll just mm. see like an ant. You're like, oh, fuck, there's an ant on my TV mm. screen. You get up and you like try to brush it off and you realize that's actually in the, it's actually video. It's not on your TV screen. Or they'll like, they'll like um, mess around with like a, like a TV input on, on your thing or they'll put like a fake input or they'll do like, <clears throat> you walk into a room and you start walking and then it'll go to like, thank you for playing the Eternal Darkness demo. Please purchase the actual game. And they fuck around with things like that. Like they try to try to really screw your head around with with um, um, uh, things like I'm trying to look it up right now. That's, That's really super good cool. Though. That sounds super yeah. cool. Um, uh, or like you'll just just random things will happen to to the character. Like you'll have just like you'll come in. I remember one time I walked in a room and then all of a sudden I'm walking and her head just falls off her body and it just rolls across the uh. like the floor like a like a bowling ball. And it just it just sits there, but I can still control the character completely normal. I can do everything as normal. As soon as I leave the room, she's back to normal, and then it just oh, never happened. Yeah, and it just never happened again. That's um, awesome. Or like your TV will just randomly go black, as if like it just like it would just like power down, as if your TV went off. But it's it's a game doing that. Um, it will also like adjust volume, or it will. Um, um, uh, uh, when you save when you save a when you save a game it will like say no matter what you do even though you try to save it it will save the game but say are you sure you want to delete your save game like all, all your progress and no matter what you will click <laughs> it'll say it'll say all your save progress has been deleted thank you for confirming or whatever something like that <laughs> um there's a there's a shit ton of it like there's just a pile of random things that they do in that game uh and you may never encounter any of them, or you may encounter all of them, and they will be completely random. Damn. Yeah. You know what was a scary game without actually supposing to be scary? Was uh, Gone Home. Yep, that game creeped me out. Creeped me it, out pretty bad. It. Sorry, I think it's the other way around. You're saying, say it again. Gone Home was not supposed to be scary, and yet it was. I think the initial premise is that it is supposed to be scary, and then no, I, I saw in interviews with the uh, the creator. It was not supposed to be scary. Oh, that, and then they totally. But cause... they they said it during a thunderstorm in an empty house with like the TV left on, and yeah, some things were like disheveled, and yeah, it was because... simply just supposed to tell a story through exploration and not actually supposed to be creepy. Yeah, and because <laughs> like she's also they're talking about like a ghost, like they're talking about like. They talk about at one point referencing like a a a unseen presence in the house, mm-hmm. and there's not that never ends up being anything. You never like that. <laughs> yeah. It was just it was just like childhood mischief coming back. But yeah, like that. I thought that was what they're going for is that they wanted to to premise it as a horror game, but then it was just a it was a coming of age story. I mean, this was years ago, so maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly. But that, I, I I thought that was the case that it wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be scary. Well, they did a shit job on that. <laughs> Jeez, but anyways, layers of fear. Ryan's gonna play it. We'll sit I'm there not playing. in the chat. Yeah, we are. You know what I might be playing though is Gotham Knights. 
Oh boy. I don't think I don't know if you're still interested in Ajirano because otherwise uh <sighs> like should I get it for PC is basically what I'm asking you. Well, was Marty going to get this at all? No, I don't think so. Okay, then you know what? I'll <clears throat> you and I will will Gotham Knight it together after we're done Borderlands 3, which we should probably schedule some time for. Yes. <laughs> Four selectable characters for Gotham Knights. Two player. Well, only, only, yeah, that's the that's so fucking weird. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, almost on that alone, I'm like, all right, yeah, on principle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely out, Matt, because it's not three players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, out of, I'm out of your co-op session, and I think I'm just out in general as well. It does look a little odd. It's not, I think, I think the problem is it looks like the Arkham games. Yeah. It's but so it's not. Weird. Like you have to kind of break out of that mold, and um, it's like so. It's like the knockoff brand. It's like it's like it's like when you were going to. It's like when you when you got to the playground and you everyone has like that new toy, but then your parents didn't get you the actual brand named one. They got you the knockoff (laughs) one. That's what this feels like. It's like everyone's like playing the Arkham games or the new Rocksteady uh, Suicide Squad game, and then you're just coming up with like Gotham Knights. I've never understood knockoff like iPhones. Uh, or knockoff iPods back in the day. It's like, who wants to show up with a knockoff when everyone else has having fun with their actual products? Because you know. parents don't get it and they're <laughs> looking for the cheaper option. <laughs> and trust me, I can tell you from firsthand experience <laughs> what that feeling is like. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Finally, and unfortunately, this was leaked right before the conference started. Which is just tragic, but we had already kind of known this was in development. Um, but The Last of Us is being remade, uh, and it's now called Last of Us Part One. <clears throat> and uh, it looked pretty, uh, pretty good. They uh, it basically looks like Last of Us Part Two. Um, <clears throat> they said they were able to use the same dialogue and acting from the original game. But we're able to capture the performances more accurately based on the new technology they have nowadays. So <clears throat> I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, uh, the first The Last of Us was mocapped, but the faces weren't. Either that technology didn't exist at the time, or it was like just in you know its infancy, um, and they didn't use it. And so the the animators had to hand animate all the facial expressions you see in the game. Uh, and so with this new technology, they were able to look back at the footage they had captured of the performances and more accurately, you know, portray that in the animation. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for this. Um, uh, Adriano, do you uh, do you consider this a remake or a remaster? Oh, God, we we had <laughs> we had this conversation uh, yesterday at the theater and because uh, we saw the terrific, awesome Closure to the Jurassic World franchise that is Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. That uh, was pretty mindless. But anyways, we were talking about it at the theater yesterday. And they are... What are they recycling? <coughs> so, like I said, the dialogue and the acting. Like the mocap data. Mm-hmm. And they said they they had the art director completely redo all the art. And so all the graphics and visuals have been redone completely. And the, and the environments are like they're they're be, used- I think I think it's gonna be laid out the same, but like they're using their new assets that they developed. So kind of like Demon Souls, where they had the framework of the of the level, but completely rebuilt the 
what do you call it? The textures and, and stuff like that. Are they taking liberties with the story? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm going to die on this hill. I'm going to call this a remaster. I'm actually with you with this particular <laughs> case uh, because even though they built it from the ground up, there's no... Like, like if you took Oblivion, like Oblivion is one that like people always have been calling for, like Elder Scrolls, and they just literally remade Oblivion, even though they're going in and they're probably using maybe even a new engine. Let's just say they do use a new engine. You're you're rebuilding it, but like the product you're receiving at the end of it is a remaster. Yes, really. Like it's, it, it's it's about like the product, really. It, like there there's certainly some like some things that like you and I won't line up on when it comes to remaster, re whatever. But remaster remake. But in this particular case, I would call this a remaster. I'd also so, call this unnecessary. But. Yeah, same with me. I I think this is unnecessary. But like Matt, like what is your take on the Demon Souls then? On Demon Souls for for PlayStation, do you call that a remake or a remaster? So you said so. Just to be clear, Ryan, you said that it's like, is there any liberties taken in terms of the story? I don't think so. But in terms of gameplay and AI mechanics, they've updated it to like modern, like Last of Us Part Two, essentially. And then obviously, it's, you got the higher res textures and faster frame rates and stuff. No, but, for, like but what about for Demon Souls? Demon Souls, I would say less so because everything runs exactly the same, as far as I can tell. Like the timing of the attacks and the 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 uh, the creature movements and all that stuff, That's I think is remaster. identical. Thank you. Fuck, I've been arguing this for months. Like, like if they if if the dev calls it a re- like a remake, and that's even like but in the title are- or whatever, like I can refer to it as a remake. Like I'm not going to be like offended, but to me, that is a remaster. Like a I remake my problem. With that definition, though, is a remaster is when they have like 720p quality textures and they replace them with the exact same textures, but at 1080p. That is a remaster. Here, they're literally repainting the textures and the design of the of the, the but, objects but, but, but define define 1080p upgrade. Like, are you saying it's the yeah. exact same JPEG file, but not compressed this time? Or they exported it at 1080 instead of 720. Whatever they do. Now, we're not game developers, obviously. Yeah, but, but, uh, and, but what I'm saying, though, is the difference between that is, like, they they want to make they want to <clears> make the they want to make it look better. And if they if they can't, if they if them going in and doing a remaster, making something 720 to 1080 is something as simple as just going in and re-exporting out the texture. That's fine. But then there's if they want to remake it, if they want to remaster it again from 1080 to 4K and they can't because that texture just can't go beyond that. And they go in and they say, we're going to now put in a new original texture. Like to me, that's still just a remaster. Like you're, there's a limitation of tools in front of you, but then you just get better tools to make things look better. Because I guarantee because yeah. I, I guarantee you, if you look at the Bioshock and the Arkham remasters, they've absolutely gone in and replaced textures. They didn't go in and clean up those textures. They've actually replaced stuff, but they but they're still remasters. Some, something that that would not be that like something that would be a, a true remake. Ryan would like at least to me would be the Mafia Definitive Edition, the yeah. first one, where it's they're, it's like literally the characters have the same names, they look different, and they have different demeanors. There's like there you know, there are creative liberties with the story and the world. To me, that is the difference between a remake and a remaster. Final Fantasy remake is a perfect example. 
uh, the upcoming Dead Space. They're actually taking liberties with certain things, especially Isaac, because Isaac was a mute character, but they're actually having him talk and interact in uh, this time around with with uh, with voices. Like to me, that's that is a remake. Um, yeah, this is a it's a remake. It's a remaster of a remaster. I think my my problem is a if you if you bring it to the movie side of things, if you remaster a film, you're taking everything that's already there and making it look better. But if I shot the film shot for shot, you know, frame for frame, that's not a remaster. That's what a, if, that's that's a remake. What if I re like? What if I take a movie that's, that's really old and I remaster like I like I like I, I redo the footage? So I you know I clean it up. The audio is kind of crackly. I clean that up. So I like in terms of a technical thing, I remaster the footage and the audio. But I do that also for the deleted scenes. And then I take those deleted scenes and I splice them into where I think they should go. And I reimagine it like that. What's that? The 1997 special edition Star Wars VHS collection. That's what that is. <laughs> Damn it. But well, that that's a good example, though, because like not, not only was that was that cleaned up, but they also altered scenes and they included stuff. So right. like, is that a remake, a remaster? Also, I don't think the definition of remake and remaster from a game to a movie is equal. Like, I don't think those trans transfer over because if I take a film and I clean up the grain and I export it out from, if I take the original film and I export it out of 720, 1080s, 4K, yeah, those are remasters and those are cleaned up versions. If I take a shot frame for frame for the movie, that's also not a remake or remaster. That's fucking copyright infringement. That's, no, but I'm saying if the same studio, let's not get into semantics here of whether it's legal or not. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, again, like, like a remake of a movie <clears throat> is going to take the same premise and the same spiritual spirit of the movie and then just take liberties with its execution and its pacing. Like, to me, that's a remake of a movie. I'm trying to think like. Aladdin, for instance, is a remake of a movie. That is, yes, I'll go with Aladdin. That is a remake of a movie. I haven't seen The Lion King, but apparently Lion King is quite literally according to you. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is is you can't. I'm not. I'm not going to put those like a remake remaster on a movie is not the same as a remake remaster on a video game. I think it is. I, I would no. s- I'm with Adriano on this because because the medium is so different. It, it's, yeah. it's the same thing as like, you know, how when we talk about it and this is like to even take it out of remake remaster. You know, we've like talked several times mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, back in the day and even arguably today too. you know, DC's movies haven't been doing too well in comparison to Marvel's. And I think we've said this several times where it's like, hey, you know, th- these directors keep saying they're fans of the comics, but they need to change it to the medium of movie and stopping so true to the comic or whatever, or they're thinking too comic-y and less movie-y, if you will. Um, I would say that because it's a medium change, the definitions of stuff can change. Well, I think, I think your definition is it's a percentage based. How much have they changed? Right. At what percentage do you consider it completely remade? And what percentage do you consider it? Only enough was changed to consider it a remaster. You're still talking about games, not movies. Games, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, if ninety percent of The Last of Us was completely redone by developers, is that a remake? For me, it's for me in a game, a game, not a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It has to do with it has to do with the 
uh, story and the characters. To me, that's where the defining. Uh, okay, where, where it so it's yeah, not I don't to think do with that's graphic. how they define it. Yes, that to me is is when you're taking liberties with the story and the characters. That is a remake versus a remaster. When you're changing that, and to and again to <clears> go now to go back to the comparison to remake remaster on a on a game versus a movie. I'm going to push this to another medium. Let's talk about music. Okay, because they have remastered tracks where they go back mm-hmm. and they re-clean them up. Yep. Okay, but what do you call when you when you and, and Marty or whatever play a song that you guys don't own at a show? What is that? That's the a cover. cover. Okay, so like is Lion King a cover of itself then at that point? Or is it a remake or is it a remaster? Well, I think the like, difference... Wait, wait. The difference has to be with who's making it, I guess, right? If it's the original studio or owner of it... You know, doesn't that change it? What if, okay, what so if cover, you sold the license? When though? a cover is when another, then they own it. Then they okay. can do whatever they want. Well, what, what about? Well, what I do about have Dex? an example here, though. So, uh, Electric Light Orchestra. I don't know if you guys heard of them. Yeah. Matt probably hasn't. <laughs> um, uh, their their uh, singer is uh, uh Jeff Lynn. Okay, and he was like the producer on their on their old records and stuff. Uh, he wasn't happy with their recordings. Back in the 70s, he knows a lot of mistakes. They're bothering him. So he recorded them note for note and put out a new album, completely re-recorded them. Right. Is that a remaster or a remake? That's a cover. But it's his songs. Yeah, but you. He's but not in, covering his own music. He, but in he music, re-recorded though, them in re- music though you have different you have different layers of rights, though. You, you There's no there's no just rights mm-hmm. of music. You have. You have master rights, you have recording rights, you have playback rights. Like for me to license out your music, Ryan, I have to pay, I have to get different rights for different levels. I can, I can own the original recording of your song, but I may not own the right to actually play your song. It could be the other way around. I can, I can own the right to reproduce your song, but I may not have the right to actually play your original version. So with music, there's different levels of ownership where you have the original composer you have the original uh, uh, orchestra and you have the original rights owner to that song. And those may be three different people up to three different people. And I think that, that that's a different conversation because now running that back to games, you have dead space. You have the studio, which did not own, did not make the original dead space, remaking a new dead space from a publisher who had publishing rights on consoles for the original one. It's like, who has who has say to, who has final say to say which one is the final definitive version of Dead Space? Whoever owns it at the time. Yeah. See, like it's it's getting this muddy thing where, you know what, Lion King's a cover. I'm, I'm gonna call Lion King. Wait, a wait. Cover. No, so, I, don't, oh, no. I don't know if Lion King is a cover. Lion King is a cover. I'm leaning back in my chair. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I th- well to, to compare the music thing. He he's he's playing the same music. It's all the same instruments. It's the same lyrics. I think that's no different than using the same framework and the same script and dialogue from the original Last of Us and just redoing it using modern technology. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm to not me, saying... they're both remakes. Lion King is a remake. Oh no, I'm not. I Lion King. I'm not saying is a remake or a remaster. I don't know what Lion King is. I don't. That's a, that's a tough one for it's me. It's a cover. I thought. I yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna literally put it in the cover <laughs> group. Like that is a cover of itself. 
Um, so is it, sorry, I've never actually seen it. So is it like shot for shot, but like one's like a CG lion and another one's like a drawn, like old school animation lion. It's not shot for shot. There are shared shots. You know, there's like there's some iconic moments that they you know Simba recreated. Being up and yeah, yeah. Um, but the story is practically the same. Yeah. Different dialogue, obviously, and there might have been a few different character. I'd say that's know, a remake or, if it's that different. Because it's no. not. It's not like it's not like. <laughs> no, but here's the thing: is is it would be different. I'd be on more on your side in in Lion King's case, Adriano, if it was something like. If like for whatever reason the shot looking at Simba way up in the air was 110 feet up in the air, but it actually like they wanted to go 150, but they didn't have the tech. And then this time they have the tech, so they went 150. Like then it's okay. You're missing. You're missing. You're missing the bigger point. Though you're take a major step back and don't look at the don't look at the cameras. Don't look at the composition. Don't look at the audio. Don't look at the actors. Don't look at that. Are the story beats the same in Lion King? Yes. Simba, Kingdom, Mufasa dies, Scar, uh, coming of age, comes back, and he takes over the kingdom. Do those things happen through and through in Lion King, both versions? Yes. Okay. To me, that is closer to being a remaster. I'm not going to call it a remaster, but it's way closer <laughs> to leaning towards a remaster than it is being a remake. If you're telling the same story again, you're not doing anything new. That is not a remake. A remake is taking liberties and taking another stab at something that didn't work. I think your definition is 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 not literal enough. It's a good I point. You're, because you're, you're taking it more abstract. Yes, I am. And, I'll and I I am thinking it's more a physical process. They are rebuilding the game from the ground yeah. up. They're using the framework and the and the dialogue and the story. But the actual game had to be built again using modern technology and new graphics. So to me, they physically remade the game. Yeah. And see, for me, I think of it more as a Theseus, the ship of Theseus. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> that's that's where I draw the line on it. OK, well, Lion that was King a- is a cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's where I'm gonna that, die <laughs> that wasn't the only uh, Last of Us thing that got announced uh, they also gave us very few details on the multiplayer game uh, that is coming out sometime they didn't really give us a date I think it's I think pretty it's, early they showed us they showed us a picture uh, not even a, not like a, a picture of the game but a, um, uh, like a, li- a literal concept, picture concept art it was yeah concept like literally art, art. yeah yeah uh, so sorry, they're doing a oh there's they mentioned the HBO series here. Um, which uh stopped or finished filming uh today, I believe. This was their last day. Um multi this new standalone game multiplayer mode part two features on because I remember the the last of us multiplayer or was it the Uncharted multiplayer? One of those being actually really well received. Like, a, like it the was, Last of Us multiplayer was okay. It was an awesome multiplayer mode. What was like? What did they do? Like, what was so? Because you were literally hunting each other. It was like a teams of I can't remember the exact numbers, but let's say teams of four. You know, and it would you would have some map that was like like Bill's Town or something like that from the game, and you would have to you know sneak around, gather supplies, craft on the go, and then literally hunt each other. Um, until you like one team was left standing. Cool. So it was just very fun. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm actually shocked. Maybe not shocked. Uh, 
just below shock that I wasn't contacted for any sort of medical equipment for the last of us series because they're filming in Calgary. Well, I ship stuff out there. Like I have productions Mm -hmm. that I rent from me out there and I ship it out. And like, I have old medical equipment. Like I, I have stuff ranging back from 1880s up to modern day. You never know. Season two could be part two. Could be, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why I, I seem to have a lot of clients out, uh, out that way. Uh, and the last thing they announced was that uh, original uh, Joel and Ellie actors, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, are, are not going to obviously be Joel and Ellie in the uh, TV show, but they will be characters in it somewhere. Like they didn't oh, us, I missed that. That's interesting. They didn't, they didn't tell us who, and they said it wasn't just like little cameos of them in the background or something. They're going to actually be oh, characters they're not, somewhere. They're not going to do Nolan North in uh, an uh, Uncharted movie. <laughs> We're just on a <laughs> shitty beach. No, no, that was terrible. And this show is gonna have a few differences from the game, so maybe they'll. Because I don't know if they'll be characters we know. So they it's could a be new characters. It's a cover. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what's yeah. interesting about this multiplayer thing is the the vastness. I was gonna mention it when you were talking about it. Mm. The vastness of that photo. I just looked it up. Um, Reminded me that I think that this is going to be like a daisy. Because you said, Ryan, you know, you were describing the first game, how it's like, you know, smaller teams, kind of like, let's say, cod size teams. And you're kind of hunting each other and you're scavenging and stuff like this. And there's like there was a really light sort of like not very intricate sort of like, hey, you got to bring enough food back for your people. And you could connect it to Facebook and it would say like, oh, like Marty died or Marty yeah. got like dysentery <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. That was pretty funny back in the day. Um, <laughs> but like there was that aspect. And mm-hmm. now the survival crafting games are so big. I don't know if there's going to be crafting in this, but uh, or at least not crafting in the, the sense of like building bases or anything. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is going to be like a Daisy or maybe not, maybe not at that scale. But like that was a pretty... Like to show us the, you know, one of the first, if not the first concept arts that we've seen of this big, vast landscape. You know, it could be nothing, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see sort of like a daisy like survival game mm-hmm. from them because it makes sense. Right. You're running around. There's clickers in the in the, the cities and people would be fighting for territory. And, you know, it would be a more a more than just like a menu gimmick to have a base. Right. In a game like that. And that's very possible on current gen stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, I think that was a pretty good uh, summer game fest. Um, I forgot, I forgot Nightingale, Ryan, that, that game I was talking about with the portals. Oh my God. That wasn't in this list. Yeah. The list didn't include everything. It, uh, uh-huh. there's something. So what was Nightingale? Nightingale is like the, it's like a survival crafting game where, you run around, you like obviously get materials and stuff like that, build bases, but there's like some big portal that looks like it's just on the map. It's like kind of like a Stargate ish like thing, but it, in order to activate it, you require like rare resources. So, you, you know, you run around, whatever you find these rare resources, you craft cards with them and then you put three, what looks like three cards into this machine. And that seems to like dial the gate to, I presume a random place. And they showed off all these different biomes <laughs> with like crazy creatures and stuff like that. And I was saying to Ryan, that like, that's, that's interesting. Like we're playing grounded right now. It'd be interesting to hit this one on stream, maybe like Nightingale, because it's like a little bit more of an in-depth grounded, if you will. In genre, not in mm-hmm. total concept, obviously, but yeah, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I think that was pretty good. Uh, you got a grade for it, Matt? 
the overall conference i mean like out of 10 type of thing sure uh eight yeah i was just gonna say eight too pretty solid it's an eight for me as well because yep <laughs> you didn't see it yeah yep and uh we've got the xbox bethesda conference coming up on sunday uh i think 1 p.m eastern if i recall correctly feel free to to message me shit from it because i will be at a baptism so i won't see it is that your own or is it uh a- yeah, I'm, I'm getting bad. No, no, no. I, uh, no, my niece's baptism. In fact, actually, this this goes up on Sunday, so it would have already happened. Right? Correct. Uh, yeah. So yes. I don't know the protocol. Is it con- congratulations? Uh, sh- sure. I don't know. Pass on my... You think... Stuff. Almost said condolences, <laughs> but that's not correct. No, no that's not think, correct at all. Uh... Go to, go to a church. The priest is going to splash some blessed water on my niece. And she won't have any idea what the hell's going on because she's a baby. <laughs> uh, and then, then a sign of the cross. That will be her first sacrament of seven? Question mark, I think. Uh, just goes to show how much of a Catholic I am. Um, and then, yeah, there'll be... A, a dinner and a family event after so that's where i'll be so feel free to message me what happens in the xbox <laughs> but that's the shit all right and uh you can catch us on twitch at twitch.tv slash day patch media wednesdays at 8 30 p.m eastern and that's all for now and we'll see you guys next time peace <laughs>